0: Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. Okay, okay. Give it a little bit of thought. How many fr- How many close friends do you have? Let's be friends. You know, it sounds simple, but several studies show that people with strong social relationships live longer and better. We should be friends. One landmark study found that among people whose brains showed early markers for developing Alzheimer's, those with close friends and family warded off cognitive decline longer than those who were less social. Another study found that a solid friend network gives you the same longevity boost as quitting smoking. Hey, let me be your habit let's be friends greg jerry g patton p a t t e and join me today right after the program on Facebook. Thank you very much. What in the world is going on the u s has intelligence that iranian backed militia groups are planning to wrap up attacks against u s forces in the Middle East as Iran seeks to capitalize on the backlash in that region to U.S. support for Israel, not according to multiple sources. The militia groups have already launched multiple drone attacks on U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria, but the U.S. has specific intelligence now that those same groups could escalate even further as the war between Israel and Hamas continues. There are lots of red lights flashing everywhere, according to one U.S. official in the region. Officials said at this point, Iran appears to be encouraging the groups rather than explicitly directing them. One official said Iran is providing guidance to the militia groups that they will not be punished by not getting resupplied with weaponry, for example, if they continue to attack the United States or Israeli targets. And there you have it. It's the changing face of the lefty loonies everywhere. You reporters, you better not do it. Do what? A new report reveals that the Associated Press, the legacy wire service that started during the days of, well, the old Telegraph communications, has instructed all of its reporters not to describe the terrorist of Hamas as terrorist. Are you kidding me? According to a report of the Washington Free Beacon, which reviewed AP materials, they say the AP said this terrorism, and terrorists have become politicized and often are applied inconsistently. The AP is not using the terms for specific actions or groups other than in a direct quotation. Well, isn't that nice? The report explained Hamas, an Islamist militant group, demon-led terrorist, dedicated to the annihilation of Israel and Jews around the world, is classified As a terrorist organization by dozens of countries. You morons, including the United States and the European Union. Hamas has undertaken hundreds of terrorist attacks against civilians since 1993. Hamas lost a war against Israel on October the 7th, murdering hundreds of innocent civilians, including children and babies who were beheaded. Don't use the word terrorist. Where's my gun? Gee, how long ago was it that I flew with Alaska Airlines? What in the world is going on? An off-duty Alaska Airlines pilot, brilliant man, they say, has been charged with over 80 counts of attempted murder. Now, why would he allegedly attempted to shut off the plane's engines mid-flight on Sunday, causing the flight to divert to Portland? Flight 2059 took off from Everett, Washington, and was bound for San Francisco. It was operated by Alaska Airlines subsidiary Horizon Air, but was diverted due to a credible security threat linked to a person in the cockpit's flight deck jump seat. The jump seat occupant unsuccessfully attempted to disrupt the operations, and and somehow they wrestled this guy out of the cockpit and held him until they—oh, my goodness— What if he would have succeeded? 80 attempted murder charges, among other things. Just scary. Crazy world, isn't it? Police reiterated yesterday that the slang of a prominent Jewish leader was most likely not. I repeat, not an act of anti-Semitism, and that it didn't bear telltale signs of any hate crime. Right now, the evidence does not take us there, said Detroit Police Chief James White. Declining to elaborate on what led authorities to believe that the murder of Samantha Wool, 40 years old, wasn't a bias attack. Though no arrests have been made, White insisted that no other groups of people should believe that they are in immediate danger. Well, later, we're going to talk about the good things of Minnesota. This ain't one of them. Representative Ian Omar, Democrat from Minnesota, blew a gasket. After a reporter confronted her and her far-left demonic Democratic colleagues with the truth about Hamas's savage attack on Israel, five Democratic lawmakers, Omar, Representative Cory Bush, Greg Kaysar, Summer Lee, and Ayana Presley, held a news conference on Capitol Hill demanding, demanding a ceasefire in Israel and Gaza. What a bunch of bozos. But the press conference turned sour when a reporter asked the lawmakers if they would support a ceasefire if America were in Israel's position. Presley, who stood at the lectern, did not answer the question, prompting the reporter to follow up. So we got a yes or a no here. Presley tried to ignore the reporter, who then reminded the lawmakers of the brutality, the demonic leanings, the horror. ...of Hamas's brutality. I do have another question. Why don't you want Israelis to go after the terrorists that burned, tortured... ...cut off the heads of babies and children... ...and still have many hostage? Why don't you want the Israelis to go after these terrorists that did all of that? That's when Omar lost her cool. How many more killings is enough for you? Is 1,000 enough for you? 2,000? 3,000? How many more Palestinians would make you happy if they died... She screamed. Oh, lady. I would. She needs to be deported. And all those who think as she does. What a wicked demon-led human being. Minnesota, eh? Well, Americans, hoping to retire very soon, aren't likely to feel that the timing's ideal. Even those with decades' worth of savings are taking huge hits. No thanks to the triple whammy of inflation, high interest rates, and a volatile stock market. It's true, inflation dropped 4.9% in April. But have incomes kept up with that? With fears of a pending recession and worries about the country defaulting on its debt, that question suddenly matters all the more. And is there any hope for Social Security that they can come to the rescue for your retirement? For many Americans who count on Social Security as the foundation for retirement... It's next to impossible to make do. Social Security retirement benefits average $1,782 per month in February, $21,000 per year, according to the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. Broken down, that's $450 a week, not a king's ransom. And even if the total income for retirees includes other sources, is the final tally really enough? They say no. Rich young Americans have lost confidence in the stock market, they say. So, you're listening to this. What's your story? For most, it's getting by, day by day. Well, tell us what you really think, ma'am. Okay, I won't ever shop at Kroger again. I paid $111 at the self-checkout and was accused of stealing. They said it's the bags. What? What? While using self-checkout at a Virginia Kroger store, Love Blooms claims that she was stopped at the Kroger self-checkout over suspicion that she did not scam all of her items. Trying to get by with something, they said. Uh, They stopped me, called a man over and said, I didn't scan all of my blank. After this interaction, she claims she never will shop at the Kroger store again and suggested others shouldn't stop there either. Don't come to Kroger, don't ring up yourself, because it will stop and say you did not bag something, and the next thing, you're being accused of stealing. Oh, that would be kind of tough. What's this, some kind of revolution coming? Ah, it's in the science world. They say that scientists have created the most water-resistant service in the world, a development which could banish household tasks and revolutionize the industry. This team of researchers from Finland, aided by researchers from, well, several universities, has developed a mechanism to make water droplets just slip off surfaces with unprecedented efficiency. Cooking, transportation, optics, hundreds of other technologies are affected by how water sticks to the surface or slides off. An adoption of water-resistant surfaces in the future Could improve many household and industrial technologies, they say, like plumbing, shipping, the auto industry, well, everything. I wonder if it's true. And for dog lovers everywhere, how old is your dog? Bobby, a Portuguese pump certified by Guinness as the oldest dog ever, died this past weekend. 31 years, 165 days. And while his owner was only 8 years old when he was born, will undoubtedly miss the loyal companion. The dog that lived on a farm was never put on a leash, got to eat the same food as humans, and had a long, full life. I guess however you figure this, he made it to if you're a human, 217 years old. We love our dogs, don't we? So you're more than a little stressed out, eh? Let me tell you where to go and what to do. I mean, from this roller coaster housing market... Bring in the rising cost of groceries. It seems like everyone has reason to be stressed out today. But according to a new report out there, the level of stress you experience can also be influenced by where you live. And earlier this year, a group ranked America's most and least stressed states. I wonder where yours is. The report compared the 50 states across 41 metrics, including unemployment rates, income, rate of separation and divorce, mental health, unaffordability of visits to the doctor. I don't see anything in there about demons. You always got to... Well, that's another story for another day. The data from the U.S. Census Bureau, Bureau of Labor Stats, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and many more agencies determined the results. The study also ranked the highest and lowest states in individual categories, like average hours of sleep per night. And people have time to do this, huh? Psychologists per capita, average hours, work per week. Mississippi, you ranked as the most stressed-out state in America, the highest rate of money-related stress. While the state offers the lowest cost of living in the nation, it also has one of America's least educated and least productive workforces. Well, that's almost, uh, again, that's another story. As well as one of the worst rates of worker migration in America. And on the opposite, here we go. The opposite end of the spectrum, the least stressed out states include Utah, Connecticut, and South Dakota. Places like Hawaii and Florida, not bad either, which both have been previously named some of the happiest states in the country. Oh, they didn't even make it to the top ten Hawaii? Really? And the least stressed out state in this country? Really? Minnesota? Probably has to do with all the fishing up there, the land of 10,000 lakes. Residents of the state say they experience the least amount of money and family-related stress. Minnesota also has the second highest average hours of sleep per night, right behind Colorado. Minnesota was named one of the top states to live and work in in this new study. Gee, I don't see your state there anywhere. (laughs) Wait a minute. Here's one. Number 10, Virginia. You're doing all right. I was watching something called The Grit Network and thinking about Hollywood. It was a brilliant Western. I don't know how old that thing was. Great films, classic comedies used to come out of Hollywood. Today? We get comic book superhero films, pathetic remakes of prior classics. Writers, directors, the actors, actresses have lost the skills of their ancestors, and they also cowardly and in regimented fashion simply parrot, boring race, class, and gender bromides that are neither interesting nor funny. Our forefathers helped win World War II and defeat the Axis powers in less than four years. In terms of learning, does anyone believe the college graduate in 2023 will know even half the information of one who graduated in 1950? In the 40s, young people read William Faulkner, F. Scott Fitzgerald, Pearl Buck, Steinbeck. Are our current novelists turning out anything comparable? Could today's high school graduate even finish The Good Earth or The Grapes of Wrath? Isn't this something true? Social media, very impressive. The Internet gives you instant access to global knowledge. We are more a tolerant society today, at least in theory. But Facebook is not the Hoover Dam, and Twitter is not the Panama Canal. Our ancestors were builders and pioneers and fearless. Today we have regulators and auditors and censors and critics and defendants and social media junkies and thin-skinned, oh, I don't know. A distant generation created. We mostly delay, idle, and gripe today, as we walk amid the garbage and the needles and the excrement on the sidewalks of so many California cities. People sit motionless in our jammed ancient freeways, and pout on Twitter and electronically whine in the porticos of the Ivy League campuses. They're going to ask, "Who were these people who left these strange, unusual monuments?" we use but can neither emulate or understand. In comparison to us, they seem like gods. And that's something. Thoughts from here there and everywhere, except a man be born again, he will wish one day he had never been born at all. Do not think because you believe the right doctrines, therefore you are right. There are many that believe right, act wrong, and they perish. What? Democrats are afraid that the American people are are going to interfere. Again, with the 2024 election. The question is not, are you Baptist, Pentecostal, Lutheran, whatever. The question is, are you born again? And I believe in setting goals. As usual, my Tuesday started out with the number one goal, get out of bed, and drink coffee. So far, this has been a very successful day. Okay, where's my Bible? Life 101 and why are you so impatient? Right after this. Well, here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Fall is upon us. Oh, the temperatures are crisp. My daughter, Sarah, and I drove to uh, where'd we go? Lo- Logan Sport, Indiana, about an hour and a half south. And, oh, uh, it was just beautiful. The trees, red, orange. It was one gorgeous. People love this time of year. Oh, what a great day to be a- every day great day to be alive. This is the day the Lord hath made. Rejoice and be glad in it. Don't let the devil get you down. He's going to try today, certainly is. Don't let him do it, my friend. And as we started the program, we talked about friendships and how important they are, and I would like you to be my friend. We can enjoy this Christian walk together. Get in touch, Greg, Jerry, J. Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Just make my day. Are you like me? Of course you are impatient. I go to the grocery store. I do most of the grocery shopping here. I enjoy it. And uh, whoops! two people in that line over here to this one. Oh, good grief. She got a whole cart full. Back to the other line, and somebody's gotten in there now. I play that game all the time. (laughs) I see people that weren't even in line going out the door while I stand there waiting. Oh, I hate that. Waiting is probably one of the most difficult things you're ever called to do in this life. Seriously. It's especially true when you're facing a pressing situation that requires a lot of clarity and you have absolutely no idea. It's foggy out there. Perhaps you're waiting for a job offer, a marriage proposal. Maybe you're waiting for that phone call, a pay raise, or a better break. What does that mean? When something we really desire is a long time coming, waiting just turns into frustration somehow. One of the biggest mistakes that Christians can make in this situation is to think that waiting is the same thing as doing nothing at all. The truth is, waiting is an activity that requires tremendous faith and tremendous focus. Many times God will ask you to sit tight for a while before He grants your request or brings about that resolution to what's troubling you in life. And I guess there are many reasons for this. Waiting, I know, builds patience and endurance. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I always pray for God to give me patience, and then he keeps bringing these situations into my life, and, well, he knows what he's doing. Waiting allows time for circumstances to come together in a way that produces his will for us. As I get older, I'm getting better at this. Oh, I used to be terrible. Waiting also gives people time to make up their minds to understand an issue more clearly, or to deal with anger and anxiety that could lead to some rash action. you got to be very careful there. Although it's difficult, waiting is absolutely essential in living the Christian life, walking in obedience to God, receiving His blessings. Hey, imagine what it would be like if the captain of a space shuttle crew just got tired of waiting for his launch and proceeded ahead of the command. This seems almost unthinkable, doesn't it? Yet how often do we do the same thing in our everyday life? We say things we later regret. Oh, we spend money. Should I have done that? No, probably shouldn't. Yep, we spend money. We shouldn't. We become involved in relationships or contracts that are hard to get out of and then make snap judgments, which later cost us dearly. If we only had the wisdom to wait. Oh, if I could tell young people one thing, that is it. I have been around the block a few times. I've gotten into businesses, into multi-level marketing things, and did this and did that, and oh, if it sounds too good to be true, I used to fight that old adage, but you know what? There's more to it than meets the eye there. King David certainly knew what it meant to wait upon the Lord. He was only 16 years old when he was anointed king, 16, however, he did not take the throne until he was 30. I imagine that young David wondered if the Lord had completely forgotten about him. And during those 14 years, hey, he was hunted by King Saul. He was persecuted. He was homeless. Yes, he was. Yet the wedding produced character that made him one of the greatest kings ever in the nation of Israel. God's moving today in your life. Sure he is. He's active today. He has a definite plan for your life, but he may be calling you to Wait just a little bit longer. You know, if this is so, my friend, abide in Jesus Christ today, and you can be assured that he will now get this, in his time, work all things together for good. You might want to read Romans eight hundred twenty eight today. One of the biggest Christian mistakes. Let me repeat it. Waiting is the same thing as doing nothing at all. And that's not true. Don't let the devil and his demons fool you. This again is the day the Lord hath made. We're to rejoice and be glad in it. God's given you another day of life, so serve Him with a a fervency, my friend. Our mission statement in Fort Wayne, Indiana, is to provide people peace. How do we do that? Will you introduce them to the Lord Jesus Christ? That is the main way. Hey, you're a sinner. Ask God to forgive you of your sins and invite Jesus Christ into your life. Talk about peace. Well, they're already saved. Well, then let's go to the Bible. Whatever is troubling them, let's take the Word of God and show them how they can have sweet peace in Jesus Christ. And then uh, point number two is that purpose. What is your purpose in life? Do you know what that is? And then what is the plan laid out there? So you bring peace, the purpose, the plan, and you do that, and many of you understand this now, with a great deal of persistence because the devil will fight you stick to the stuff don't look back don't veer to the right or the left straight ahead and do all of that with a great deal of patience keyword patience how you doing today oh all of this is worth the wait isn't it when you think about it sure it is god is great all the time now i fully plan to leave the studios today and stop by the grocery store and Gonna stand there, and be patient. And finally, the plumber goes to fix a leak at the doctor's house. Gets all done, he bills him one thousand dollars. I think this guy's been to my house. This is ridiculous," says the doctor. "I don't even charge that much. I'm a doctor." The plumber said, "Neither did I, when I was a doctor." <laughs> Oh, yes. That's it. Have to say for another day as usual. And that's the way it is for Tuesday, October the 24th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless you. Have a great day.